Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. With your host, Pastor Jeremy Maynard. You know his motto. He's excited to be alive. The Furthering Fathering Radio Show starts in five, four, three, two, one. You ready? Let's get the conversation started. to enhance the ability 
and the understanding and knowledge and wisdom of those we share with. So, bless us, Lord, to be teachers as fathers, teachers as leaders, teachers as husbands, teachers as men of the Most High. Yah, we thank you, Lord, as you teach us and train us up in the way that we should go so that we are empowered to be stewarded to do the same with others. We thank you, Lord, in the matchless name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Amen and amen. This week, developing a legacy of literacy, leading, reading to and with your kids about their culture. Sometimes it's a handoff. Sometimes you read to and share what you read, what you read depending on the age of the child. Sometimes you'll share a, a text with a little quotation, a little quote. Sometimes you'll bring them along and send them a video because we're in the age of audiovisual learning where you can watch it and learn it so they're not leaving out the visual learners. They're not leaving out the auditory learners. Uh, reading is not only fundamental. It provides intellectual structure. It's one thing to be haywire and shooting off at the mouth in every direction, but it's another thing to be poignant and focused. It reinforces integrity, especially when you read what is the truth and the truth makes you free. When a dad or an older male, man, leader, reads and encourages a child with their culture, not only does the child grow, but the dad grows. They grow in appreciation, affirmation, identity, family, and value. Let me say that again. When we read, we grow. When we read to someone else, and it becomes an heirloom, and you and both grow in appreciation, affirmation, identity, family, and value. So we're going to talk today about multi-generational reading and learning to hand down an enhanced understanding of culture and the dynamics of identity. So, Elder Ron, I know I got some touch words right there that kind of those key words that kind of spark and get you going. I said the word identity, so you started jumping up and down. <laughs> well, you know how to hit that button. <laughs> very intentional. Very intentional. Very intentional. Um, very, we're in a world where so much information is passed on and so much of it is false and erroneous and intentional to to distract to cause fear and panic, uh, to cause control, to, to, to place, to cause division and, and create control. And one of the great ways to enhance your own self-control is to have a sense of who you actually are and who your people are and the dynamics behind what they eat, what they sing, how they dress, how they dance, how they cook, how they keep, how they marry, how they interact with, with, with the family. All these things create what's called culture. It's a socioeconomic uh, 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 national identity that springs from the ancient times till now. So, Elder Ron, as I got you rubbing your hands together, 
No, I'm just sitting here meditating, listening to my brother. <laughs> um, intentional reading <coughs> about your culture can do so much, especially when it comes to understanding your historic origins. You know, um, I can speak of our people. When you fill out a form, it doesn't say a nation. It gives a color. And the color doesn't mm. actually fully describe who we are. Can you mm. chime in and take it from there up until 643 so we can do our commercial? <laughs> and I know you will. You sure you, will. you sure you want me to do that? Yes, I'm sure. I'm very sure. I'm very I know sure. you are. I'm just kidding. That's an interesting um, statement you just made there, brother. Um, powerful. But extremely open-ended to, how can I say it, for so much to what we see is happening. One of the biggest battles that's going on in our country called the United States of America is this battle about either removing or hindering the teaching of our culture, not just in the schools, but in the schools where our children are. And what's ironic is I've heard no one else say so far. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard anybody, so I can't say everybody hasn't said it because I'm not everywhere. But from what I've heard in my ears in the last couple of months concerning this matter of culture with our people is I've heard no one say, you're not trying to stop any other cultures, culture from being taught in the school why the African-American black culture situation. Those are the kind of questions that demand the kind of answers that won't let you fiddle and faddle and downright Ooh, lie. Ooh, teacher, I got my hand up. I got my hand raised. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, 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 um. Could it be don't want not just us, because we can teach it to ourselves. Really, this is a mantle that the churches and the, 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 the faith organizations should, should, should take a grab of it. Be intentional. Had been should have been that way. Should have been that way. I was asking there next. But the reason they don't want to make it public, the reason they don't want to make it public, is because they don't want others to know that we know. Well, we we know why. We know why. Because of what is there that they don't want their. And here's here's the here's the flip part. They don't want their younger generations to know what the older generations were responsible for. Exactly. Because a lot of the younger generations that have had a chance to get away from the traditional teaching in their households about who we are according to them and having the chance to interact and be in the midst of us see us a lot differently to some degree than the older do. So for them to hear the stuff that was done or the stuff that was propagated and put together and structured for five, six centuries coming forward, it would have an impact and a negative impact of that kind of a kind 
in the rationale of thinking with their elders where they would put them on, on blast, and they don't want that because they want their children to see them as these impeccable and awesome human beings that they portray that they always were. When we know, yes, there were some that were, but there were some that were explicitly wicked in the way they did things. But but that's one way of looking at it. But here's the key I want people to understand. This is what the Most High pushes in us as men, as husbands, fathers, leaders in society, period, especially who we are. I have something that says, a good man doesn't leave an inheritance of just money and land. See, that's what everybody expects when they hear the word inheritance. But here's the key to the inheritance. He leaves a heritage, something to stand on, something to lean on throughout life. It's an accountability that allows those that come after him to have something foundational to stand on to give them reason to have vision for the future. See, it's extremely important because it affects the future and future generations of his family and other families within his community, his society, and in his country where he may be. So to impact our children with a lack of culture other than what they want them to be projected to them as as far as we know, and I'm telling the truth, is they don't want nothing to go past um, beyond slavery. You know, coming from, you know, slavery forward, nothing before that. Because when you do the research of before that, it is so rich and so powerful that it staggers the mind. Hallelujah. And we will be right back. Calling all men of Clayton County, Georgia, and Nassau County, New York. Please join us for our men's breakfast on September 16, 2023, at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 351 Valley Hill Road, Northeast. Riverdale, Georgia, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 1272 Langdon Boulevard, Rockville Center, New York. That's 9 a.m. in Georgia and 10 a.m. in New York. Men from the community will be honored. Food will be served. There will be a time of networking, a time of fellowship, a healthy wide discussions and connections made in a safe, judgment-free Please, come one, come all. Enjoy yourself. Contact us at 888-380-3370. Register at www.furtheringfathering.org. Email us at info at furtheringfathering.org. Yes, yes. Tell me. It's a good and this September 12th at the Centennial Elementary School. Brooklyn Father will be doing a literacy legacy. We'll be forming reading clubs. Yes, he suggests and encourage reading. That is our suggested reading. The Brooklyn Father Program Literacy Legacy is designed to foster reading as a normal and multi-generational activity. Book clubs, creative writing, public speaking, and online reading guests and workshops serve as a backdrop for like-minded dads to build communities based in literacy. Join us at the Centennial Elementary School in Roosevelt 
on September 12th between 6 and 8 p.m. and on September 20th between 6 and 8 p.m. And we are excited to be alive and looking forward to fellowshipping together multi-generationally with Literacy Legacy. Yes, we are listening to the best fatherhood radio show in the world. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. Yes, yes, we're back. Developing a legacy of literacy. Reading to and with kids about their culture. Yes, and this goes across the board. This should be done with every culture, but because Ryan and I are melanated, we, we, we kind of focus on what has been deprived of ours. So uh, um, bear, not only bear with us, listen and glean, um, because we only speak out of love, concern, and what's best not just for our people, because when our people are doing well, the nation does well. Only common sense. <laughs> hey, that's keeping ahead, it real, man. Keeping it, that's keeping it real. I mean, as hey, how's the saying go? When America has has a has a cold, that that black community has the flu. <laughs> Pneumonia. Yeah, because the impact we have on society is so great and so many perspectives that it's never really looked at the way it should so people can see the influence that we've been given through the gifts and abilities and talents. But that's a whole other thing for another day, but we could go there. But I want this to be an understanding of what we're saying here tonight. First of all, our purpose is chosen by the Most High, as we all know. And, and and as men, that that purpose is summing up as priority, his position, and his assignment. Our priority means that we are formed first in order to be the foundation of the human family. That's the key that everybody needs to understand. It ain't got nothing to do with God likes men more than he likes women or all that other foolishness people will come up with to justify some, some idiot odyssey. I'm just keeping it real. A male's priority means that he was formed first in order to be the foundation of the human family. So if he's going to be the foundation, then he has to have what makes the foundation of the family rooted, strong, and unmovable by the winds and the changes of culture and tradition and time. So then his position means that he is to remain continually in the presence of the Most High. Because without doing this, this is key. He can't function in the purposes that the Most High has given him. Then he has the assignment, which reveals the six specific purposes that the Most High created him to fulfill. And those are, number one, visionary, number two, leader, number three, teacher, number uh, four, accommodator, number five, provider, and number six, protector. Now, you see, provider and protector became the last two instead of the first, as everybody wants you to believe, because they don't want you to think the other four positions are positions that need to be known. But let me give you an example. How many of us have heard of, of a um, emperor, empire in, in Africa, specifically West Africa, called Mount, the Empire of Mali, spelled M-A-L-I? Yes. Now, Mali. some of us know Mali, but it is, it is in, located in West Africa, 
and it was one of the largest empires in Western African history. And at its height, it expanded from, um, I can say, I think it was uh, from the Atlantic coast to the central coast of the Sahara Desert. If you look mm-hmm. on a map, that's a heck of a lot of territory. And it extended from the 13th to the 17th century. That's quite a few centuries if you count that. And this yeah. was the home to the great Mali Empire. And this empire was found in 1235 CE. Now, if I was to stand in a history class and tell that to a bunch of our young people who look like myself and, and Brother Jeremy, how many of them would put their hands up and give a statement concerning that. Probably one to two percent of them. Why? This is not something that is relatively taught. But just hearing what I just said, don't you think that would be something that you think our culture of our people would want to know? I'm going to tell you why. This gentleman I just spoke about, Mount Musa, is considered outside of Solomon to be the richest man that ever lived that when he traveled across the lands of Africa to other nations, he took so much gold and silver and diamonds and other wealth with him that was so overwhelming that everywhere he went, he disrupted the economy of those countries because he distributed that much wealth into those countries. Think about that. How much wealth do you have to have to be able to disrupt an economy of a whole empire outside of your own. Yeah, think about that. Think about the American dollar and how it is the foundation of the money system of the world. Everything is based off the dollar, no matter what you're doing. (laughs) For now, we already know what's happening with that. But for many years, it has been that way. So think of the impact that has. Think about the impact of the wealth he had for the time frame when he was was the, the, the king of his empire that he disrupted all of the economies on the African continent. And you know, Elder Ron, you, can, you hear about Timbuktu. You, you hear about Timbuktu, right? You hear about it, but it's almost yeah. like legend. It's not almost like it's a, yeah. it's almost like a, 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 a place that never exists. It's almost like a fantasy the way it's told. But this is a real place with real libraries. Yes. In real school, yes. and it's not to no. children who would yes, benefit the most. of the Empire of Mali with Timbuktu, yes, where you had the greatest libraries and the greatest university the world had ever known, where every culture sent their most learned, their most, uh, uh, as you would say, smartest, there to learn from the scholars and the professors that ran that university. Now, think about that. That's located in Africa. We're not talking about Oxford. We're not talking about Harvard. We're not talking about Yale. And, and, and those coming to be in the 17th and maybe 16th century coming forth, we're talking about a university and a place that existed many, many centuries prior to that, where every way of learning in the world was being taught from mathematics to science to history to biology to astronomy, you name it, was taught there and it contains the library that was considered the biggest and most knowledgeable library in the world, meaning that it had the understanding of all the cultures in the world suited there. This is in Africa. Now, there is a book called From Babylon to Timbuktu, 
that has been out for probably 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't mm-hmm. think the in my tongue. I can't call his name. But mm-hmm. that should be on the shelf of every black household, as we're saying. And I'm using black because that's what everybody's familiar with. But to Jeremy's statement earlier, I'll touch that real quick and then jump back. Mm-hmm. Black, if you look at the dictionary, is an adjective. Mm-hmm. You learned in school, in elementary school, that a noun names a person, place, or thing. You know what I just said? Person, place, or thing. So if black is not a noun, how can it name a person or a thing? If black is an adjective, then it's something different. So how can you call a people black? Because what you're doing is you're saying they don't exist. See, this is how critical language and studying and reading why it's so important. Literacy is so important. Now, you've had every 40 years, practically, we've had a name change in our community from someone else that has given us a different name to identify us. We were were called African-Americans. Break that down. You're talking about two continents. Matter of fact, you're actually talking about uh, 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 three because America consists of three continents, North, Central and South. Africa is a continent that holds 54 countries in it. So, prime example, if I go to someone that comes from one of the the the, 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 the nations and on the off the coast of the uh, continent of Africa, and I ask them, "Brother, where are you from?" Do you gonna say you think he's gonna say Africa? He's going to say specifically where he's from. I'm I am from Nigeria, or I am from Ghana. Or I am from, from, from Togo, or I'm from Benin, or I'm from Egypt, or I'm from Ethiopia. He's going to specifically tell you where he's from. If you ask somebody in America where they're from, they're going to tell you, I'm from South America, I'm from Brazil, I'm from here, or I'm from, uh, 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 I'm from a, another country in Central America. They're going to be, Honduras, they're going to specifically tell you where they are from. But if I ask my brother or sister, who looks like me, where are you from, what are you going to say African-American? So um, where are you from? See that question mark up there called confusion? Because you can't be from two continents, but yet you don't have a set place in one of them that you can say you have an origin from. And your origin is a family legacy, which means that your ancestors were settled someplace and you are the descendants of those ancestors. Now, we'll say, well, our ancestors were slaves, yes, but what were they before they came here as slaves, when they were kidnapped? I'm going to use the term, I'm going to say it, they were kidnapped from their homeland because they were brought here against their will. Not willingly, but against their will. Out of, outside, I think the first 17 that came in 15 years ago, yes, yes, yes. and make money to help. Big difference between slavery and, and the other terminology they use. But immediately after that, everybody else came here forcefully. So if you don't know exactly where your ancestors come from, you have no legacy to look back on, to build on. So you take whatever someone gives you. So when someone calls you African-American or they call you black or they call you colored or any of those other indigenous terms, 
they don't do that to others. They do it to you because it's acceptable. And also being we, we gotta go labeled that We got to go to a break. We got to go to a break. And we will be right yeah. back. Calling all men of Clayton County, Georgia, and Nassau County, New York. Please join us for our men's breakfast on September 16, 2023, at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 351 Valley Hill Road, Northeast, Riverdale, Georgia, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 1272 Langdon Boulevard, Rockville Center, New York. That's 9 a.m. In Georgia and 10 a.m. in New York. Men from the community will be honored. Food will be served. There will be a time of networking, a time of fellowship, and healthy wide discussions and connections made in a safe, judgment free environment. Please, come one, come all. Enjoy yourself. Contact us at 888 380. 3370 register at www.furtheringfathering.org Email us at info furtheringfathering.org Yes, yes, yes. Deep 5 Gay Matrix <laughs> My little brother, my younger brother. Liberty Legacy coming to Roosevelt, Long Island. Centennial Elementary School on September 12th and September 20th. We suggest and encourage reading. That is our reading suggestion and our suggested reading. The Furthering Fathering Program Literacy Legacy is designed to foster reading as a normal and multi-generational activity. Book clubs, creative writing, public speaking, online and guest speakers, as well as workshops, serve as a backdrop for like-minded men, dads, to build communities in literacy. Well, if you want it in your school, contact us. At www.furtheringfathering.org, you'll find uh, 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 the information regarding Literacy Legacy under the Trainings tab. But also, you can email us at info at furtheringfathering.org or call us at 888-380-3370. Yes, the brothers are back in the building on the best radio show in the world. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. Radio Show. Radio show, radio show. Yes, we're talking about developing yeah. a legacy of literacy, reading to and with our kids about their culture. You, you, mm-hmm. you. I had to, uh, you know, uh, the uh, three minutes before the, the fifteen minute mark, we 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 go to break, and I, I was like, oh man, I want them to keep going, but we got to stop. <laughs> Well, Take it away, if you want me to, I can give a couple. I can recommend a couple of books that um, I did make note of that may be great for folks to be able to at least start out with, um, as far as something to read in the home with their children to teach about culture and get an understanding of of their foundation of who they are, where they come from, and and how important their their linkage is to how the world moves. You can. Okay. 
Um, well, it was talking about books. Number one, uh, I would say the one I spoke about earlier, uh, from from Babylon to two buck two puck I don't know, two buck <laughs> I'm getting tongues out here. <laughs> yeah, 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 that one right there, that one. Yeah, that right there. <laughs> okay. Um I'll give you another uh another one also. I would I would recommend and I'll say this along with it. Remember this, you can't perform in a manner inconsistent with the way you see yourself. So this is why culture is so important. If you don't see yourself having meaning and, and substance and, and being valuable to the world, you won't carry yourself that way. And I think that's what, that's one of the biggest challenges we have. Why our people do what they do? They don't know who they are. Okay, but with that being said, let me give you another one. Um, you got the Negro question. Um, it's part one to part four by Lee Cummings. Then you have The Bible is Black History. That's by Theron Williams. First name spelled T-H-E-R-O-N. Then you have A Hundred Amazing Facts About the Negro with Complete Proof by J.A. Rogers. And J.A. Rogers, is a, he, he, he's a go-get-em. He's got several books because he focused all his time in making sure of bringing his understanding to his people and who they were. He has another book called From Superman to Man. Then he has a third book called Nature Knows No Color Lines. Then I would give you by Dante Forson, he has two books called Undeniable, one and two, the historical evidence of the black Israelites in the Bible. Very important. Then we have another book called When the World Was Black, Part 1, Prehistorical Cultures. Hmm. Then we have another one by a sister, Descendants of the Biblical Israel, Know That You Know the Truth, by Dr. Linder, and I think it's C. Wright, S-E-A-R-I-G-H-T. Then I got a good one for you for history. The Negro Rulers of Scotland and the British Isles, written by Dr. John L. Johnson. Very good book. Then we have one book. Go ahead. Uh Keep going. And then we have Capitalism and Slavery by Eric Williams. Hmm. All interesting books. All powerful, interesting books. And, yeah, then we have another uh, one, The Negro Race, The Pioneer in Civilization as Proven from Monumental Evidence and the Unbiased Testimony of Intimate Witnesses. The author is D.B. Williams. Otherwise saying these are people who firsthand source of knowing things about you and your people and the lands you come from and what they saw, what they experienced, how life was. So you're not getting it from a second, third, fourth, fifth, to a hand or somebody's opinion, you're getting it from people who actually lived it and saw it. The kind of stuff that's indisputable that you cannot debate because they were there. Then yes, you have yes. you have videos. Yeah, you have videos. You have 1619 Judah's arrival in the daughter of Babylon. You can go on YouTube and look at that. Yeah. You got one called the Delectable Negro. Now, and I would say for older young people to read that 
or if that's going to be read to younger ones, I think the adults should be the ones to do the reading to the youth because it is very sensitive about the things that are in there that are pretty pretty deep and very emotion-based because even as an adult, me reading it, it did something to me because of what I saw in there because we're getting to see humanity at its worst and what's written in that book by the witnesses of what was going on. You have another book called Without Sanctuary. Then if you want to know about more about your history here in America, after slavery, that period of time that they keep silent, because you remember after your people came out of slavery and, and they went into what was called the Reconstruction period and the sharecropping period, there was another period after that that happened before we got into the Civil Rights period that is never spoken about. You hear about it here and there when they talk about Black Wall Street, Tulsa, and Rosewood. But they want you to believe that Tulsa and Rosewood were the only two cities that black people had wealth and were building and constructing, yet there was almost 60 other cities that were black-owned and ran that were extremely successful all over America. And every one of them was destroyed, taken, burnt down, flooded over. I'll give you an example right here in Georgia. Lake Lanier is a man-made lake that was done on purpose to cover up an all-black town that used to be there after they ran the blacks out in the early 19th century, I mean 20th century. A lot of people don't know that. A lot and of if you look up, yeah, if you look up what's called the Red Hot Summer, I think it's 1919 through 1921, you will see the Midwest, mainly Kansas, Indiana, and a few other places where black turn, towns were burnt to the ground, families were killed, chased out, businesses were destroyed. Of wealthy people, a lot of them were veterans from World War I, black veterans who came home and built their cities and built their towns and built their businesses. And the folks on the other side were jealous because they didn't have the wealth they had. So in order to, to, to satisfy themselves, they made up stories of some of the same thing we see today when we hear about Karen doing this, that, and the other to give them justification for going over on the other side and destroying these peoples, what they had worked so hard and built and taking their lives and doing all other kind of hideous things to them. But they don't tell you in history that they fought back. They don't tell you about that one. They ask, they, see, they want us to think we've always been these docile people, just let everybody do what they wanted to. No, we have never been those people. We have always fought back, and that's the one thing that they're afraid of more than anything else. So they want to keep us docile and keep us passive because you cannot hold back greatness. Daddy mm-hmm. put it in us, it's going to show up wherever we go. That's why we're so great at all the physical things we do. Well, reading, reading so has so many benefits. Reading has so many benefits. So and many benefits. Reading to the children about their culture and history, and especially their historical origins, can have numerous benefits that bless a family and contribute to a lasting legacy. I have seven here, very quickly, cultural connection. Learning about their culture and historical origins helps them develop a stronger sense of identity and belonging. It connects them to their roots, their heritage and fosters a sense of, uh, of stewarded authority and, and a deeper understanding of their family's background. Number two, 
education and knowledge. Reading together is an excellent educational opportunity. It exposes children to historical events, traditions, customs by expanding their knowledge and helping them appreciate the richness of their culture that they didn't know or they had. Bonding and quality time is number three. When dad and child read together or older and younger read together, it may not even be blood related, but, 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 but when older and younger read together, reading as a family activity creates opportunities for bonding and quality time. It's a chance for dads to connect with the children on a personal level and promotes communication and trust because there are going to be questions as you read. There's going to be areas that you read, just like when we read, that we have to slow down and read again <laughs> because the full gist wasn't caught. Also, number four, language development happens when you read. It enhances the, the language skills. The children who read regularly have better vocabulary and communication skills. So this is, even if you're in these tough things that we're talking about, like Elder Ron is talking about, if you're able to add vocabulary to the emotions so that you can properly express and be understood as opposed to be frustrated and pent up and to come out in other ways, all aspects of community. So number five is values and morals. Many cultural stories and historical accounts contain valuable lessons and moral teachings. Reading such materials can instill important values and ethics in children, which they can uh, uh, carry forward to the next generation, not just in their lives, but uh, as per in perpetual and in continuum. Then number six is a legacy preservation. You preserve the legacy. It has always been an oral tradition that preserves the legacy. But now we can put it on uh, various medium, prose on paper, including recorded, as Elder Ron said, video, audio. There are ways to record now. So record, especially those precious times and the times when you're reading and there's learning going on. It passed down cultural stories and historical knowledge and and, and the last one is respect for diversity. You will learn that others have valuable stories too. You'll learn about that they have cultures too. And it, it, it becomes a ground for genuine, honest conversation and learning. And we are going to go to a break and be right back. One of the initiatives here at Furthering Fathering is to raise awareness around sickle cell disease. Help calling all men of Clayton County, Georgia, and Nassau County, New York. Please join us for our men's breakfast on September 16, 2023 at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 351 Valley Hill Road, Northeast, Riverdale, Georgia, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 1272 Langdon Boulevard, Rockville Center, New York. That's 9 a.m. in Georgia and 10 a.m. in New York. 
Men from the community will be honored. Food will be served. There will be a time of networking, a time of fellowship, and healthy wise expressions and connections made in a safe, judgment-free environment. Please, come one, come all. Enjoy yourself. Contact us at 888-380-3370. Register at www.furtheringfathering.org. Email us at info.furtheringfathering.org. Yes. Literacy Legacy. As we're talking about reading with children, even on the show today, it's important that dads read with their children. We suggest and encourage reading. That is our suggested reading. The Further and Father Program Literacy Legacy is designed to foster reading as a normal and multi-generational activity. We'll be doing so at Centennial Elementary on September 12th and 20th. We invite you to join us to Solomon at Centennial uh, uh, Elementary School in Roosevelt, or you can call us at 888-380-3370 or email us at info at furtheringfathering.org. Yes, yes, yes. We're in the last quarter. Uh, just like when, yes. when Dion, Dion Sanders in, in, in the Buffalo, the Colorado uh, Buffaloes were going back and forth with, with, with TCU. Uh, and, and but victory was still on the mind. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So we hey, are brother, talking about a couple more. That, oh yeah. Um, there was a couple more. I thought you might want to get to them before we go off, so that they have them. That I almost forgotten. It would be very disrespectful not even to mention our brother, Doctor Claude Anderson. And okay. he has a tremendous history book that our youth could really benefit from called The Little Black Reader. Okay. Yes. yes. And that's one that specifically talks about history, black history, in a way that is never taught in any mm-hmm. school in America, from elementary mm-hmm. to high school. I thought you were going to say power and, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, you, can, you know, you got power economics and you got black labor, white wealth. You can actually go on his site and get it as a package, still a bungle. So and it's not it's not expensive. So families can get that and have that. And we're talking about financial literacy. We're talking about historical literacy. We're talking about cultural literacy. All of these you're getting. And I would also be remiss if I didn't throw Dr. Miles and Rowe in there. That for those to have purpose and understanding for the adults. You know, he's got a couple of books, you know, that I would recommend to mom and dad, definitely, to read together and to get understanding. Uh, number one, maximizing your potential. But the other one, he has two books, one specifically for the male and one for the female. Both of them are The Man of Purpose and The Woman of Purpose and Power. Amen. Amen. And, and, and I could add a book, too. I could add a book called The Mandate. God's call is go. the Father's mm-hmm. ultimate purpose, written by now, <laughs> Lamont Jones now. and Jeremy Anthony. We, we can't leave out our stuff. We can't leave out our stuff. No, I can't do that. And, of course, in the health area, we also got to remember, too, that we have to be wise in that area as well, especially not so many of us not knowing. Um, and there's a book called Medical Apartheid. 
that was written specifically for the black community to understand what has been done and has continued to be done to us, our community in the medical field that most of our people are, just don't even know what's going on, how they're targeted in hospitals and by doctors and because it was one of the, one of the frontiers for using us for less than being humans. Um, people don't know that our bodies were the ones they used to experiment on because they thought that the, the other folks' body was too pure to be cut and dissected, so they used us. Tells you a lot. True, true. You know, true. so understanding that and understanding exactly right where we are with this pandemic situation that happened from the, the lollipop. And all the other stuff, you know, I'm using that terminology because we don't know how that, I don't want to say something on, you know, here that can create a problem for us. So I call it the lollipop. But, um, you know, there's there's a book called Undercovering the Evil of what's called America KKK. <laughs> and, it's, it's, and what it is, is it talks about what the FDA, the pharmacies, and the CDC failed to tell you. And it's written by a brother by the name of, his first name is Frank. His middle name, is, I think, is Soquan. And his last name is Jordan. He has two books. Mm-hmm. That and the other one is The Greatest Show on Earth, The Destruction of a Chosen Nation by the mm-hmm. same. And these are the kind of books that will help to get our children to have an understanding of what they are seeing around them and why things are going on. Because, again, what I said earlier, you can't perform in a manner inconsistent with the way you see yourself. If you don't see yourself as being a great people, if you don't see yourself as being the contributing factor to civilization, then you will not carry yourself the way. You'll only see yourself the way others portray you. So if they portray you as hoods and thugs and, and lazy and no good and you never contributed anything to mankind, that's how you feel about yourself. If you, if you're, if the women in our community are taught and trained that they're only an object to be goggled at and to be used in that perspective, then that's how our young sisters are going to carry themselves. When a young brother doesn't know he has royalty in his blood, he can't act like a king when he's been made to believe that he's a slave hand in, 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 the, in the horse shed. So yeah. we have we have obligation of changing this. I think Brother Malcolm X said it so profoundly. He said, you send your children to the oppressor to teach them. Come on, what you think he's going to teach them? We have an obligation to teach our children our homes as well as we send them out. We should give them a foundation to go with when we go into these 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 uh, places to learn so that they have a truth to stand on. So when they hear something that doesn't resonate or doesn't sound right, they know how to handle that. And when they come home, they're ready to hear what's real. And they can decipher and discern between what's right and what's wrong. You know, and anything they got a question about, they feel comfortable coming home to their parents because dad is going to sit them down and have that conversation because they're used to having these talks. They're used to reading these books together. They're used to talking about watching these programs. So now yeah. they have it embedded in when they go somewhere else, somebody can't feed them some yam yam and, and, and they go for the okido. You know, even husbands and wives, I remember being on the train with Doreen and she had this by Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was our routine in the morning, get on the train, I would read the Bible, a chapter, and then I would start reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad to her. And um, mm-hmm. uh, um, it's a good thing to read together. It is a great thing to read yes, together. It it's a great thing to learn yes. together. Um, if, if you're a, 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 an empty nester, 
a great thing to do is go over to the local uh, university. They usually have courses that are usually either free that you can sit on on or a very low cost yeah. that you can sit in on. Yeah. And um, uh, the only time you should stop learning is never. <laughs> exactly. So guess what? When, when you be there, going to you going to learn some more. It don't yeah. stop. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I laugh so, when people say that. I can't wait to get to heaven. I said, why? Because you're gonna be sitting in the classroom when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought you were gonna get a break from learning? Nah. Well, there's a whole eternity to learn a whole bunch, right? And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's important cause, because we no longer get the, the, the newspaper thrown on our, our porch. That we be intentional That's about right. sharing, uh, sharing wisdom, asking questions, you know, um, uh, helping with homework if you can. If you can't, don't feel ashamed. This is, you know, a lot of the new stuff is new stuff to even the teachers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And, and, uh, 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 there, there's a, a learning curve for everyone. Um, but, but sit at the table with the, with the child. And, and don't let what is assigned outside interfere what's going on inside. Let me say That's that. right. Don't let what's assigned outside interfere with what's going on inside. The, the, the systems only have but so much authority. And when quality time is broached, you have to have a conference and talk about it. <laughs> right. Quality time right. at home is, is vital. And uh, interrupting mm-hmm. quality time at home disrupts uh, the communication in the home, which will disrupt the community, which will disrupt disrupt uh, the 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 county, which will disrupt the state, which will disrupt the country. Yeah, it's like a domino effect. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'll show you just one thing I will say, and I know we're getting ready in. I will say mm-hmm. this. Yes. We live in the real world, not in a bubble. And our children here have to know that they need to live life that are both identical and original so that yep. they can live a legacy that can and will bless the generation that comes after them. Ephesians 3.20 says, gives a clue how to do that exactly. It tells us that the Father is able to do exceedingly above me above all we could ever ask or inspire by the power that works within us. So what he's saying is promise demands preparation. So we know the Father gives a promise before he fulfills it to create a vision. He tells us that in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So to our children, we say, step into your destiny means fulfilling the role you will create to play in life. Yes. And, and the world is so enticing. The world is so colorful and enticing. And so uh, it seems like it's well-seasoned and, and tastes great, but it doesn't. There's a bitterness at the end of it. Uh, uh, and that's why we're admonished to have this type of education that's not about conformity. It says conform not to the ways of this world. This is Romans 12, verse 2. Conform not to the ways of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means to grasp, to ascertain, to hold, to 
clean out the, the, the clean out renewing very often means a cleansing, right? A cleansing of the old, mm-hmm. the false, the deceptive, and aligning freedom that comes from the truth causes you to be the evidence. It says when it, when, when you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, you begin to prove, you become evidence of what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. When you allow this new information, you will get a new response, a response of dignity. Yes. The proof of our good, acceptable, and perfect will aligns with the realization that we're made in the image and likeness. And the more that you learn, the closer you grow and the farther you go together. (laughs) With that said, we are excited to be alive. We are so grateful for all those who listen to and share the Further and Fathering radio show. We don't mean to leave anybody out, but we love you to life. We want you to read with your children to grow in cultural connection, education and knowledge, bonding and quality time, language development, values and morals, legacy preservation, and respect for diversity. So we thank you for listening. Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless each and every person listening to the Furthering Fathering radio show, that they've jotted down those books, no matter what nationality they are, so that they learn that what they see, especially on TV, is not necessarily what you get. And that they grow in conversation, in, in competency and confidence as they study to show themselves approved unto you. Workmen and women that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth and shunning all vain and profane babblings where they lead to more unrighteousness. So we are grateful as you elevate fatherhood as you cause families to be empowered and thrive, and you, as you cause communities to thrive as well through our five core principles, honor, encouragement, accountability, reconciliation, and training. We are indeed excited to be alive and looking forward to the next time as we grow. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Until next time. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, where we share our five core principles, honor, encouragement, accountability, and reconciliation with up and coming dads, and look forward to sharing the pods with them at some at some point. Brother L in the ATL. The, 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 the Furthering Fathering Radio Show.